Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and if I was into cigars, I would definitely be smoking one to celebrate the firing of Josh McDaniels. Joining me as always, Mike Yax is back this week, which is very good because I found that I can talk for about eight minutes last week when I tried to do it on my own. Welcome back, Yaxie. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's good to be back. I don't yeah. that's it. <laughs> it'll it'll be nice to have some back and forth because like I said last week on the pod I was like looking ahead to the games. <laughs> it's like I don't <laughs> why would somebody want to listen to me just make comments about a game without any sort of like back and forth or evaluation of if they make sense. Just like I think Chiefs Dolphins should be fun because they're both good. <laughs> Take it away, Marty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> hit. <laughs> Caught. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's good to be back in the normal format. Let's go ahead and start with the usual. We'll do some Bears and Lions updates. We don't have any updates for the Lions last week because they enjoyed a bye week. That's right. Uh, I guess we didn't talk. I didn't get to talk about the the Lions kicking 55 field goals against the, the Raiders and getting Josh McDaniels fired into the sun. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, man. I'm so sad we missed last week because that was some funny stuff. <laughs> for a big win, for a big win, I did feel oddly nervous about my Lions minus seven there. Yeah, it it was funny just because, yeah, they just weren't they weren't scoring in the red zone. The efficiency was really down. I think they had the second most yards of any team. I don't know if I don't think anyone surprised that last week, but the only other team in a game that had more yards was miami when they dropped 70 on 70 the broncos (laughs) yeah but it did not feel like that right because i think they only scored like 29 or whatever right right and then luckily jimmy g bailed me out by just straight up missing Devontae on the the deep ball (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) it's always so funny to me where it's like part of the reason josh mcdaniels was fired is because everyone was like jimmy g is a washed up like mm-hmm. has been and Aiden O'Connell is very much like clearly better than him and that is so funny to me and then he started Brian Hoyer also over Aiden O'Connell uh, that too. yikes <laughs> my boy <laughs> yeah there, there were a lot of missteps I think I'm comfortable saying it does make me want to mention real quick I feel like there's a lot of uh in podcasts that I listen to and in other spaces people say like oh well you shouldn't you shouldn't celebrate someone getting fired you know even even if you didn't like them I, I very much disagree. Yeah, when on. when a millionaire embarrasses yeah, himself and a billionaire is embarrassed enough to fire the person that mm-hmm. he hired, uh, yeah, I'm going to dance about it. That's that's perfectly fine. I'm I'm always happy to fi- celebrate the firing of inept boobs. Also, yeah, he, he it's one. I, I agree, and I'm just like, and also he is notoriously a dickhead. Like, right, yeah, and yeah. everybody hates him. Like, literally all. All the stories about him or how about how he sucks. Like everyone in Denver hated him. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Vegas hates him. Like what are we talking about? It's not like it's not like the, the server at your restaurant did a bad right, job right. and you got them fired and now like maybe they you know, you can extrapolate what happens to a normal person. Yeah, this is a multi multi millionaire. It's like I don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's probably gonna get hired back to the Patriots this year <laughs> and replace Bill O'B. He'll he'll go wherever right like he'll he'll be fine yeah i I did think i mean it's worth mentioning on here the story that that came out after (laughs) after the firing because it's truly incredible i love that 
So in, interim head coach Antonio Pierce gives, by all accounts, a rousing speech to the to the team after they air grievances pretty much about Josh McDaniels, right? I think so, but also that, I forget what game it was after. Was it right after the Lions game or right before? I think it was right before. Yes, mostly, and. Yeah. And his speech is about how when he was a member of the 07 Giants, they felt like they could beat anybody. And that's what's missing from this Raiders team, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. And it sounds like all the players really responded to it. Yep. And Josh McDee did not. Yeah, because you don't talk about the Patriots that way. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I just like... Oh, man. I don't know. I, I I don't even know just because it's like there's so many. I can't even analyze that. There's too much yeah. to unpack, I think. Yeah, it's like you're on a different planet, right? Like this this dude just lives <laughs> in a different world. <laughs> the just the sheer like, yeah, I incredible. Yeah, that's why it's so wild because it's like I can't e- I I literally am without words. When I read that, I cackled like a maniac because I was like this <laughs> yeah. person is unhinged. He's unhinged. You can't like it's so weird because, like, you hear all the football players, like, you know, you've heard about a million interviews. I've heard about a million interviews. And every year when somebody asks about the year before, every single player says, well, you know, it's not that team. It's this team. Every year yeah. is different. You listen to any player. They say that this is a different season. This is this mm-hmm. is my team. I'm worried about this team for a head coach to be upset about somebody telling a story about a team he was a coach on 15 years ago that lost a Super Bowl <laughs> and to take it that personally is unhinged it's it's a literally crazy it's amazing amazing so yes so yeah happy trails to, to Josh McDaniels what an idiot <laughs> truly but I mean what else can you say yep fool yep I love it <laughs> so so yeah so anyway the Lions covered that game which made me very happy and uh, then they had their bye week. So how are you feeling about the Lions here at this juncture? They've got a pretty nice fat lead in the NFC North. And, of course, the team that they're just ahead of uh, lost Kirk Cousins to a torn Achilles. Oh, man. That was my – I was thinking so much about an opener that had to do with Creed last week. I was so <laughs> bummed we didn't get to – that we didn't get to, like, experience what I was going to say about the – uh, like leading up because one of the last things we talked about was creed and i'm like well mm-hmm. this is what happens when you listen to creed you think you can do too much and pop <laughs> Achilles, like, too inspiring crazy person <laughs> but then josh Dobbs comes and saves the day boy did he ruin my bet too so i had the crazy. falcons minus three and I a half loved that that i mean yeah i mean that's a bummer that scramble on fourth and ten <laughs> like oh man that's it was fun times it's just a cool thing it He's like, it's so funny that, like, I love that coming into this season, a lot of the storylines we are talking about were, like, these just weird quarterback moves, mm-hmm. like Bajan and Dobbs we talked about at length, and they're turning out to be, like, kind of fun players in this season, I, like, really didn't anticipate that, so it's it's silly to see him do yeah, well. Yeah, neither did I. Did you see some of the like mid-game stuff that was going on with Dobbs? <laughs> no, yeah, I saw that. They didn't know his cadence. 
Yeah. So yeah. He had to, like, gather the linemen up and do like so they could hear his kids. A few yeah. Times. I saw that. I thought that was it, insane. Incredible. And then I guess because like he he's barely being exposed to the playbook for like four days at that point. <laughs> I guess that on the headset they would call the play into him and then like with the remaining time while the the line was open, they'd be describing to him what that play call meant for like the routes on each side of the field. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> They'd be like, all right, that means that on the right side, you're going to have a slant corner, and on the left side, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Is that. Was O'Connell doing that, or was it the, like the OC? I think the... it was O'Connell, yeah, was was telling him. So Damn. it's like, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. I mean, dang, good for that guy. Yeah, for sure. That I mean, he, he seems fine. I, I like him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. The rocket scientist angle has played out a little bit, I would say. I think Matty Pat's really ruined that one for everyone. I think that is true. But. You know, good for Dobbs. Maybe maybe that helps a little bit you when you're trying that? to learn on the fly. <laughs> hey, well, you know, exactly. I think, like, it's, you know, yeah, for a Lions fan especially, you don't want to hear that bullshit. But if he's, like, good at football, then it's a fun narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. if Matt Patricia was a good head coach and not a complete doofus and asshole, I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, he does rocket science. Football is simple. <laughs> figure out football so i think i mean thank god right he probably would have crashed another challenger if he was like working for nasa so (laughs) that's that's very true (laughs) if if, if only we could get him to go work for spacex then maybe maybe he could take down another douchebag he's doing it himself he's gonna have to sell spacex after he is you know his checks bounce on his investment whatever. in x doesn't work out like, don't don't do that don't call it that it's <laughs> fucking twitter yeah yeah so anyway yeah feeling good about the lions that that lions <laughs> nfc north is feeling pretty pretty well locked up they still have two games against the bears left and two against the Vikings, i think they right? uh they have uh only one game against a team with a record over 500 wow wait so it might be cushy. zero it, unless <sighs> Are the Cowboys five and four? They are, yes. Okay, I think they're so, still above five hundred. So they have one. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cushy. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and transition over to talking about the Bears, <laughs> who picked up another loss last week behind Tyson Bajant, shocking the world, of course. And they lost to the Saints by seven points, which was a push. At least they didn't beat me with my pick, but it was a push. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what <laughs> What is there to talk about with the Bears? They have a sweet primetime slot coming up tomorrow night against the Panthers, so everybody should be pumped to watch that one. Al Michaels is going to be in broadcasting hell. <laughs> that poor guy. That poor, poor man. <laughs> Let's see here. Tyson Bajant led his team to another close loss with a 18-for-30 line, 220 yards on 30 pass attempts, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a fumble lost. Oof. You know what's weird about my internet consumption is that <laughs> it's, it's an open end. That's an open. That's an open ended beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> opening clause. It's that I've researched Tyson Bajant so much that <laughs> at various algorithms feed me like local bears talking points, <laughs> and one of them, this guy was just like in the most Chicago accent, like. At least now we don't got to worry about a controversy. I'm like, when the fuck was it ever a controversy? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. dude had the one game we talked about at length and then decided he threw some balls down the field. Like, 
At what point was he ever even close to as good as Justin Fields could be? The psychotic. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And yeah, I was looking at a stat line. People are like, "Yeah, he had eight. He had eight rushes for seventy yards." I'm like, "Yeah, do you know who else could do the running quarterback bit?" was justin fields (laughs) it's not like it's not like he solved the mobility issue that's been plaguing bears quarterbacks all this time yeah it's brutal it's brutal so i don't know justin fields will be back for my fantasy team hopefully sometime this year i don't know how long it takes to come back from a dislocation like that on your throwing hand but it should be at least a shorter recovery time than a torn achilles so (laughs) shut up (laughs) don't bring that don't bring him into this Like what? I how how is he always a a, a news story every week? Yeah, it's That's ridiculous. What I don't understand. He is such a loser. Just like dude, and oh they keep God. showing him during all the Jets games too. Which <laughs> I know that it's going to be a somewhat controversial take here. I would give the Jets maybe one more win than they currently have if Aaron Rodgers were playing. And I know that sounds insane, but they've been so wildly lucky with the wins they've gotten say, so far. They've won kind of a lot of, a few weird games yeah. here or there. Yeah. So I don't know that, that, that they would be doing that much better if Rodgers was actually in there, because even though he's obviously a lot better than Zach Wilson, they've already benefited from about as much luck as you can possibly get. So so true. Um, uh, I I don't know. what. Uh, I just... I get so mad at myself because, like, you'll, like, I'll click onto, like, a sports talk show or Levitard or whatever. And they're, like, just, like, the coverage of him is, like, even them. They don't even like him. Right. They, like, had a sarcastic bit about him faking the Achilles injury, which I'm, like, (laughs) I guess. But, like, obviously he did it. But it's just, like. Like, they're like, oh, he said a couple of fortnights. What's a fortnight? I'm like, you know what a fucking fort. Like, yeah. anyone knows what a It's two fucking weeks. Yeah. Like, come on. What are we talking? Why is he in the news? <laughs> I, ah, I'm so, it's because it's stupid fucking weekly show with Pat McAfee. Yep. It's just like. That's exactly why. No. Stop making it happen. It, it's like ESPN has it now, so now it's like on steroids. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you it killed that show. It was never even good in the first place. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's incredibly annoying. I, th- I will another thing. I I I I have like I have issues with my me like sports consultant. I like listen to like a very small Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Yeah, I'm as surprised as anybody wow. that those exist because they have no fucking fans. <laughs> I was gonna say, but- is that the is that the LA based <laughs> one compared to the much larger San Diego based one they have? <laughs> and. <sighs> The amount of like gusto they came in after who'd they play last week? The Jets. After a Jets game that, for some unknown reason, they weren't. Uh, wait, no, they were favored like one and a half. I want to say yes, yeah, under a field goal. <laughs> and like every analyst on Monday Night Football took the Jets for some reason. That's incredible. and they're like, they came out. They're like, oh man, our defense is so good like what the fuck are you talking about like what are you even talking about they're like we're racking up wins in prime time i'm like who's the other prime time game the fucking bears yeah yeah get out i'm sorry if you think your defense is hitting a crescendo after shutting down tyson fucking bajan and the jets (laughs) who are these people who how could you say that i don't know that that, that's yeah yeah you're you're going way too far crossing the line with that one i will say that to you know to the credit of your sports consumption 
I listened to multiple podcasts after Tyson Bajan took over the starting job where people were like, ah, I've been scrambling all week to figure out who this Tyson Bajan is. I said, you know who hasn't been scrambling? (laughs) The Questionably Qualified (laughs) podcast. We've been doing our research on Mr. Bajan since training camp. (laughs) While they're trying to figure out where the fuck Shepherd University is, I'm in fucking Game of Arms. (laughs) We've already been grinding that tape. I've seen that before. I had already seen that show. Carrie's stepbrother made me watch it one time in Sacramento. And we like, I was like, oh, I know that. I saw his dad and I was like, I know this guy. And I got, he sucks. He's a terrible person. We already ground the tape of all his good throws. All his good throws from his big wins. I The thing that sticks out to me from that is I watched in like an uncomfortable amount of his last game at Shepherd, <laughs> and that was the, against the was, Colorado School of Mines, correct? Yeah, and my my boy John Matoka, <laughs> Harlan Hill Award winner, two thousand twenty two, <laughs> and compared to John Matoka, Tyson Bajant looks like fucking Peyton Manning. Like it, it looks like the dude couldn't throw the football. <laughs> it's wild times. It, <laughs> it's it's insane. <laughs> But I love you, John Matoka. If if anyone has any time, there's nobody listens to this. You should look at <laughs> you should look at all the pictures going into the 2023 season of the Colorado School of Mines. All the pictures they took, like on their website for their football team, it's a good it's a good watch. John Matoka looked like um, the only way I can describe him is. Like a Mountain West hobo that lives out of a van and loves to braid his hair. And everyone did this, I think, as a lark. So they all look ridiculous. Good for them. Good for them. I saw they're they're number one in the nation right now in D2. D2, So, you know, they've got a a mini dynasty going on there. It looks like Matoka is going to... He's heading for back-to-back Harlan Hill (laughs) Awards. Something something that uh, the esteemed Tyson Bajan could not pull off. Couldn't pull it off. There you go. So yeah, that's that's about all the Bears news that we have for this week. I I kind of wish I could say I'm not going to watch any of the game tomorrow. I probably will. Uh, I'm going to watch much. the whole thing. It's going to be awful. <laughs> DJ, <laughs> it's going to be a DJ Moore revenge game. DJ Moore, yeah, and Deontay Foreman. Oh, that's right. Look at that. Yeah, who would who have I mean, known that the Bears offense would struggle by adding two big pieces from last year's Carolina Panthers? <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> Those two guys are not the problem. That's that's very true. In fairness, Deontay Foreman too like has a revenge game against half the league. It like all he does is come in in relief of someone else, play really well, and then get yeah, let go guy, for yeah, another fuck team. This guy, we don't need this guy. Yeah, it's very strange. All right, yeah, let's go ahead. We could wrap the Bears talk there. Good news is they're still in line for a good draft pick. Bad news is, like you said, they're probably gonna gonna screw it up somehow. Well, I mean, there's they can't, you know. You know what's up. Everyone knows what's up. Tommy DeVito is the fucking starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Like, hopefully Drake May is good. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> number one is going to be out of reach. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on from the Bears to important matters like the the real showdown we had this past week in fantasy football. Oh man! And you know, no I one s- wants to hear about what's going on in, in other people's fantasy leagues, but. 
<laughs> Nobody listens to this podcast. So <laughs> it's true. Gonna it's be pretty, good. It's pretty spectacular <laughs> that it's Jim Schwartz that really got you. I mean, fuck you. Up. You don't. You can't do that. Jim Schwartz did give. What did he score? Twenty-seven points. That's right. Browns defense. Not the highest scoring defense of the week, thanks to the aforementioned Chargers against the Jets. Uh, my poor wife. But but Jim Schwartz managed to uh, to lock up. Oh God, Clayton Tune. Yeah, of course. Of the Arizona Cardinals. So. Put another feather in the cap there of, of the Cleveland <laughs> Browns defensive coordinator for, for shutting down Clayton Toon. Yeah, I mean... I think he's a zero-time Harlan Hill Award winner, so... <laughs> Where did he go? Like, Houston? I have no idea. That sounds right, though. I think Houston's right. Houston or Smoo, one of the two. I mean, it's, it's no Colorado school of mines, but... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's hard to compete with that sort of that sort of opponent. Okay, that's that's enough enough talk about our own teams there. Do <laughs> you want to get into some of the news here about about player movement? Oh man, this was like a a veritable treasure trove for me. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Blake Martinez? So the names is was he Nebraska? <laughs> oh shit! I don't. So am I getting that name right? Even I'm pretty sure I am. There is a guy, a quarterback, that has a similar name. I'm not sure if it is him or not. But this guy played linebacker for the Packers for like a few years. Oh, yes. And he retired. And I, this was just like living in my brain. He retired and then was like, I'm starting a Pokemon trading company. And I'm going to make all this money. And guess what? It it failed. We could not have ever known that. (laughs) It would do that. And I'll what just read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he retired from the NFL to start this venture. He's like, it's already su- wildly successful. This is like COVID time. So yeah. I just figured he was like, I'm a, I don't know. I'm not going to do this anymore. But then it failed. And now he gets to join an even more doomed inve- endeavor, the Carolina Panthers. So I'm like very <laughs> yeah. pleased about that. Not, not going well there. Let's see. Oh, Taylor oh, Taylor Martinez was the the Nebraska quarterback I was thinking of. Is he still at Nebraska? It feels uh, like he's no. still is going to be there. And I can't believe Carson Wentz is back. I love that. That's another good one. So is he is he stepping in for Rippin or is Stafford coming back at some point? No idea. He's just signed to the practice squad, and it's hilarious. Lovely. Yeah. <sighs> This is this is what we're left with after the trade deadline. You see what happens. I just the idea that Blake Martinez ended his retirement and like so it's not the story's not even just that his trading card company for Pokemon trading cards failed. It's that he got started getting such bad reviews on apparently the biggest website to do that that they just banned they banned him. Yeah, I'd like to dig into it a little bit because it says here he joins the Panthers after Pokemon card scandal. <laughs> yeah, he got banned from some website. So not even apparently, like he found it unprofitable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how it is when you got a Japanese Charizard and it's scaled at an eight plus, <laughs> and you sell it as a nine plus plus. Yeah, people are going to be pissed off. You're gonna get. You're gonna get you're some gonna feedback get on banned. that. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. And you're gonna say, "I thought it was the hologram Charizard, but it's really." the japanese charizard without the hologram <laughs> and like that's just a scam what wow. a, like how the fuck and think you that can't be a thing that happened right this is wild 
I love it so much. I saw that headline and my brain exploded. <laughs> okay. So anyway, all of the all of the stuff people are doing, like the Wall Street or yeah, the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post are writing articles about Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions, Wait. what is happening? Wait, do you know who this is? No. You have to. You I have, have to. No this idea. is not NFL. What? A, you don't. You've not heard about this. No. <laughs> this is a Michigan science science stealing scandal. Okay, so I heard vaguely that they were stealing signs, but that's like that's all I heard. Oh my gosh, John, you missed so much, and it's very <laughs> sad. We had a whole text about it. No, well, to be fair, nobody said anything. <laughs> Actually, addressed what it was in our fantasy chat, but it was like the side by side, the two faces. And oh, it was like ninety five percent match. Yes, it's because yeah. What was like that? A, oh, that's a he's a scout for Michigan, but he was on the Central Michigan sideline stealing Michigan State's signs. Wow! In the first game of the season, so that was year. like the advanced thing that they were doing, right? Where they were like sending people. Yes. Okay. And this guy literally, he was literally dressed in Central Michigan like garb. Wow, they're going undercover, to be like a coach, yeah, like legitimately. Also. <laughs> Yeah, so the Washington Post wrote an article about how he got sued by his HOA for running a re- vacuum cleaner refurbishment company out of his house. <laughs> and I can't, I'm just, I can't. It's too funny. It's too funny. This is wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, literally. But... Who knew how scandal-ridden all these sports were? <laughs> but it's so funny that they use real journalistic resources to uncover this thing about refurbished vacuums and i just have one question for you he's from michigan what town do you think someone like this is from lake orion he fucking is 100 i read that and i said oh yeah it makes sense to me places of fucking bag assholes like seriously i was i read that lake orion i was like yeah yeah that yep, makes that sense checks to out me. checks that out checks out <laughs> but the other option was clarkston but yep amazing that's incredible yeah okay okay so let's let's move on from but some of the scandal stories what i'm saying is take that energy washington post and let's go and dig into blake martinez's pokemon trading i want to know more company. about these things. exactly <laughs> do you think that the, the panthers just slot him right there into the slot of the starting lineup for for his first week at the team frank right asked frank right that and he was like he's gonna help us however he can <laughs> and, like, legitimately, he probably will just be there. Do you think he joins the team and just starts asking the teammates about Pokemon cards they might have? I think I need them to... The funniest, and I just realized this shit, he's in the same division as Jabal Williams. And That's he true. will, like, legitimately kill that person for the scandal. Yeah. He, as we all know, loves his Pokemon cards. He sure does. <laughs> wait, I, that is, I cannot wait for that game. And they, they like play against each other if he plays. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, I need to wherever, wherever that game is. I need to get there. I need to watch. It could be like a, a reenactment of Bo Jackson running through the bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like. Can you just imagine the kind of celebration he might do if he like <laughs> stiff arms him into the dirt for a touchdown? I was just trying and to think just... what would be a good like slanderous celebration he could do this Pokemon themed. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably just, like, throw the football at him like it was a Pokeball. <laughs> like, a Pokeball. <laughs> like, I choose you, Pikachu! <laughs> okay. 
Okay. All right. Now, see, this is this is the important sports business that we gotta talk about. This is the content they come to us for. If we had tank tops on, we could basically be Pat McAfee. <laughs> Pat McAfee would know. He doesn't know his. He does not know the difference between a seven plus <laughs> hologram Charizard and an eight plus diamond Charizard. Well, yeah. I mean, we'd obviously be a more sense. intellectual version of Pat McAfee, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we we also don't have. Uh, we don't have the cred. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> okay. Also, we're slightly less annoying Midwesterners. I feel like yeah. Yinzers are fucking the worst. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna really great you. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some of the performances from last, <laughs> last week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take the headlines. Questionably qualified podcast that calls out the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. <laughs> We're going to be viral before you We're know jumping. it. We're jumping. Yep. We're going to double our listenership from two to four. Riding those coattails. <laughs> so last last week, the Seahawks played the Ravens in a game that I said I was excited for, and it was not an exciting game. It was pretty similar to the Ravens playing the Lions a few weeks back. Hey, our reverse suicide pool, I bet everyone had some eyebrows when I took the Seahawks. <laughs> and so, it was... I was not sweating ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not even a little bit. So... I already knew the Ravens were good, and I don't know that this made me think they're even better than I thought they were going into the game, just because I already had them kind of in that top tier, although I'm still a little hesitant. I just feel like at some point, they're. I want to make sure the offense keeps doing this against good defenses also. The Seahawks, are we sure they're good, right? Because they were sort of an aberration last season with how good they were, and Geno's kind of pumpkining a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. God, they got so... Like- I don't. I know you have these in front of you. What is their what is their DVOA looking like? Week ten. So they're they're still pretty strong, even with that loss. They are currently sixteenth in total DVOA. Last oh. week they were tenth, so they fell down a pretty good ah. chunk. Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I I see them for me like in that twelve to fourteen area. I think they're a good, but you know, not great team. Right, and I think if Geno's just having a little worse turnover luck this year than he did last year, then that might be really the difference. And, like, yeah, I think they probably went from a little harder schedule this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, probably a little harder schedule. Yeah, and then there's more tape on the Geno experience as as it pertains to Seattle, so people kind of know what he can do well now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I still think they're good. I, I don't put them... Like in the same class as yeah, like Baltimore is yeah, they're just so weird. Their defense is very good. Yes, that's and the big that's the big reveal I think for for Baltimore is that their defense is just scary good. They're le- yeah, and I think like they kind of didn't have it all together in the first like six games, but they have put together a, a pretty wild four game stretch against like pretty good competition. Yeah, and this is with. I'm trying to remember. Do you know if Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, is this his first year? Is I think it's his second year, maybe. I think second, yeah, because I think Wink went out last year. That sounds right. The Giants, and yeah, so that that's a scary thought that that maybe they're just like they're finally sort of settling into a groove with that D coordinator in place, and they've just been lights out. Yeah. So that yeah, that's like two of the probably best. This is one of the better stretches we've seen. But you know, you don't know if 
they're kind of peaking a little too soon. You don't know about injury luck, stuff like that. Yeah, they are currently number one in total DVOA. I mean, with the two huge wins against good teams like the exactly. Lions and the Seahawks, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I think to your point, how how consistent is this offense? Because this is what happens every year, it feels like. There's a few few games where you're like, oh, oh man, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. They're running the ball very efficiently, like no matter who gets the ball, there's that rookie, you can give mm-hmm. it to Justice Hill or, you know, the Gus Bus, like has his three or four, he's got like three or four weeks where he just like explodes for yards and touchdowns. And yeah, and then their wide receivers look pretty good, and Andrews has a few good games, and you're like, yeah, this team rules. And then they kind of get out of sync. So Yep, and all of a sudden it's a lot of field goals and a lot, of, yeah. 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 Uh, so positive performances last week. I think the Bengals is definitely up there. They ended up beating Buffalo by six, but they were really in control of that game all night long. Yep. And the Chiefs defense had another huge showing. I mean, 14 points against giving up 14 to the Dolphins and scoring on a on a fumble recovery, which... A difference in the game. I, I might say that that fumble recovery was a little dubious. Uh, I was pretty surprised that they ruled it a fumble when I watched the replay. <laughs> but oh, know, is that the one did. where he was like laying down and they like ripped it out? Uh, it wasn't that one. It was it was just that like Hill looked like he had barely caught it and was contacted uh, immediately, and like it was either that he never had it or that his forward progress was clearly stopped long before the ball popped popped out. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess it's a fumble. It's weird though because. Yeah, you know, they shut them out in the first half, the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that defense just kind of goes away. Or the offense for them just kind of goes away sometimes. And it's kind of. Yeah, it really does. And yeah. I think the big difference for the Chiefs this year is they're not running the ball as well as they did last season, which is weird because their offensive line is still good. So I'm not entirely sure I know why that is. Hmm. And at some point, I feel like I'm going to be a little worried about it if they don't get that piece of it figured out because. You know, you're right. One of the things that when the Chiefs are clicking, they just they never give you the ball back once they have the lead, right? It's and you're you're screwed. But yeah. they gave the ball back to Miami plenty. It's just that their their defense is playing so well right now. Yeah, their secondary is amazing. Their pass defense so good. I, I people, it's like they have so many young people in that unit. And mm-hmm. just, people kind of looked at the Lions and were like, "Is there something wrong with this team in Week One?" But that defense like in the passing game has mostly been there the entire time and we're in week 10 so they're pretty good to watch and like yeah i think miami is able to get back into it i mean i think most are went like 12 carries for 85 yards i'm like yeah well maybe <laughs> gotta go to that a little more yeah he was looking really scary in the second half there it seemed like he was just ripping off like 10 yards at a time yeah i think with the chiefs like uh last year they were able to kind of still figure it out but i think i mean if you're if you're a defense and you're playing against the Chiefs, like how when are you ever gonna have a safety play twenty yards off the ball? Like there's no reason to ever. Right. Yeah, no one's <laughs> so, throwing. Yeah, so I feel like at least with Juju a little bit last year, they could kind of do some combination routes where they could get the ball down the field a little, but they have nobody to throw the ball down the field. So if everyone gets this like stack, not even not quite in the box, but you don't really have to play a ton of like single high safeties. Like you don't have to do that against them because they don't throw the ball down the field as effectively as in years past. So yeah. to me, it makes a little bit more sense that they're not able to run the ball 
Also, I don't think their running backs are particularly good. I don't. They're not. People like Pacheco, and I don't. I don't see it really with him. No, he's fine. He's, he was good yeah, for a sixth fine. rounder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's good. It's just as a bummer that Clyde apparently stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five firsts. God damn it! I really wish that had happened. Same. Same. All right, let's go ahead and move on to uh, to the games that we're looking forward to in this coming week, which should say week ten, highly anticipated in the Google Doc, but instead says week nine. I think San Francisco Jacksonville. I'm really excited for for multiple reasons. I think it does pit two teams that are both good against each other, but more importantly, I think it's going to be a good test to see how good San Francisco actually is. It's both both of them. I think. Yeah. I think it's it's both. It's like a good like I like. Let's see. I kind of want to see, like, I want to see if San Francisco's defense is going to be kind of as bad as it's been. It's they're been pretty both bad. Coming off, and they're both coming off bye weeks, so they should get, like, they should get each other's best shot. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, that's kind of my thing, because I think both of them are playoff teams. Yeah, and they're kind and, of inverse teams of each other right now. Yeah. Where I the think, Niners yeah. are currently third in total DVOA, number one in offense, and number 15 in defense, which, mm. I mean, no way I would have predicted the Niners would be no. 15th in defense. And then Jacksonville is sixth is sixth in total DVOA, 13th on offense, but third in defense. And that's another one. Third? I would not have thought that. Yeah. So whatever wow. they're doing, it's working very well there. And I think it'll be a good test to see, you know, Brock Purdy had a couple hiccups. But is Jacksonville a good enough defense to actually like shut down Purdy in the Niners' offense, or is this going to be a return to form for that unit? It's going to be a good one, I think. Is this one in San Francisco? It or is in Santa Jacksonville, Clara? I believe. Let me see. Duval County, baby. I'm pretty sure because I think San Francisco is favored by three. Bortles. Oh, oof. Yes, that's correct. San Francisco is favored by three in Jacksonville. That's a. Oh, San Francisco is favored by three. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I was gonna yeah. say, oof. I yeah, just, that would be a little. I, would I don't take the think Niners they're the points. same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of these teams is a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think if Jacksonville, you know, you could see them if they kind of come and die, like show out in this game, then they get into that conversation of like, is this an elite? Like right now, it's crazy. They're six and two, right? Yeah, they are. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it really does not. Yeah, that's gonna it's be a strange one. one. Uh, Cincinnati, Houston. Speaking <laughs> of strange I put ones, this on here. I love Houston. You're I'm not sorry. wrong. You're not wrong. CJ Stroud rules. Strange to see Houston in like a highly anticipated game against another contending team. Because, but you're right. Stroud's been incredible, Thanks. and with Cincinnati regaining its footing, I mean, this is like this is an exciting matchup somehow. <laughs> I want to see that defense. Like, I want to see what they do against Cincinnati because they haven't. I mean, other than stomping Jacksonville, which I loved. Right. Um, I don't know how many super good teams Houston's. Played. Yeah, so right now in, in total DVOA, Cincinnati is 11th and Houston is 13th. Yeah. So they are right there with neck, neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, with the way Cincinnati's been playing lately, that shifts the way that I'd think about it a bit. But still. Yes. I, I mean, even Houston being crazy. the top Cincinnati's half. Cincinnati's that high, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I think the win against the Bills was big. Yeah, they had a bit, such a bad four weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that one's really exciting. I think I, I'm i curious to see how Stroud does against that defense, just because Lou, Lou Anarumo has, has dialed up so many interesting ones against different styles of teams 
that I'm curious to see what he does against the rookie and if it's it's the first like real bad game. Well, he had he had a couple He's rough ones really him. early yeah. on, but yes, yeah. If he if he goes back to that, or if it's sort of like a, okay, maybe a rough first half, then all of a sudden he comes back out and he's he's dealing again because he's been just unbelievable. And then the last one that we have on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just want to say, oh, I'll, and one more thing for Houston is that like, if D'Amico Ryan's doesn't win Coach of the Year, then the NFL is a farce. Yeah, that's a pretty incredible job that he's been doing there. Yeah, <laughs> the last one I put on here. You like this one? I love this one. The New York Jets versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Can you think of I mean, I guess other than last week. Was that last week? Was that Jets Giants or is that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago was Jets Giants. Other than that, I I don't know if I've seen a worse matchup. Zach Wilson, Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one's going to be pretty painful. And Sunday night. That's Sunday night football. Is it really? Oh, my God. 183 buckaroos. Yikes. Yikes. I have to I have to sound off a little bit about this because the Jets were on Monday night football last week. Mm-hmm. I think the... I, I was thinking about going because the ticket prices were like $40. Yeah. Because it's Jets... Or two weeks ago. So Jets Get a Giants. chance to go see... Yeah. A terrible football game. But it's like now the Jets are like bum rushing Las Vegas for like nearly two hundred dollars to watch a similar shit sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's Wild that's times, uh, that's dude. incredible. I love. Oh man, I don't even have anything to say about that one. This ticket prices thing I do every week is so fun for me. What do you, have? you guys? What's interesting this week? Do you have twenty dollar bill? Because then you can watch Atlanta go to Arizona. Ooh, that's a nice for- cheap one. For Kyler Murray's for debut. Bears Panthers, because they should be paying us to to watch that one. Well, Bears fans are fucking sickos, so <laughs> that's true. Sixty five dollars gluttons for punishment. Seriously, that's like a lower end game. Yeah, we you get twenty one dollars for a standing room ticket in Dallas to watch the Giants. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah, to watch a football game where one quarterback throws the ball less efficiently than john matoka (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think we'd get him back in here again yeah man have you looked have you you googled tommy devito yet i have not you should google him and see that the photo that shows up oh i'm very excited it has to be like danny devito is this he looks like a contestant on the bachelor the bachelorette Uh that lost like week three yep yep did you see the site that it's from which one it's from the fighting illini picture the, the picture is wearing a nice striped orange polo <laughs> oh yeah there it is oh the illini so he'll be stepping in here as the starter after <laughs> a rousing <laughs> performance against the las vegas raiders 15 for 20 for 170 yards actually that's somewhat respectable Seems but okay. one touchdown two interceptions and six Whoa. sacks oh yikes that's gonna hurt it's <laughs> it's uh it's silly because michigan state won like three or four games last year and one of them i think was against illinois and i purged this man's 
the idea that he went to this school just doesn't exist in my brain. Yeah, yeah, totally oblivious. That's <laughs> All right. Really funny. With that in mind, let's go ahead and jump into the picks because eventually both of us need to go to bed. This past week, I went two one and one thanks to the Chargers actually taking care of business against the the Jets. You know, the the underrated Chargers not getting the love <laughs> that they deserve. Oh, yikes! And we're gonna jump right back in with those same Chargers because. I thought the line in their game this week was downright offensive to you and your Detroit Lions. So the Lions oh, the were Lions. traveling out to L.A. True. where <laughs> they'll assuredly have home field advantage. Yeah, like 75% of the fans are going to be Lions fans who are like, you're telling me I get to go out to L.A. for the for the weekend and get out, get out of the weather and go, go see this game? Yeah. And the line when I got it was Lions minus 1.5. I think it's shifted since then to 2.5, but it's less than a field goal that you're counting on the Lions covering against the Chargers. I mean, <laughs> if this was a team that like maybe wasn't the Chargers, because it's like the Chargers are a West Coast version of the Lions, essentially. So I don't know. I, 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 like, I love the Lions in this game. Yeah, the, the Chargers' big win got them up to 4-4 four and four on the season, in case people <laughs> had forgotten that they were a losing record team. And they are 12th in DVOA with the 8th ranked offense and the 23rd ranked defense. So, yeah, I don't think Detroit's going to have much trouble racking up points there. And we haven't seen the Chargers really play well against the real team at all this season. So, Yeah, I think the only time that offense played well against Miami, but that defense just kind of crumbles, it mm-hmm. feels like, against any type of good defense because they stink. <laughs> and Brandon Staley's a joke. Two of them are against... Against offenses that cannot function. At Minnesota, not bad, right? That's this a Cousins, good win. Cousins that Arizona is a team. good win, yep. Versus the Vegas Raiders featuring Josh McDaniels. Oh, so three, so three teams that don't have functioning offenses. Mm-hmm. Versus the <laughs> Chicago Bears and Tyson Bajan. With Tyson Bajan at quarterback. And then at the New York Jets with Zach Wilson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, fraudulent. <laughs> yes, agreed. Okay, so that's that's the first one of the week. I get, it sounds like you feel good about that one as well? Yes. Okay, excellent. The next one I have, I have the Bengals minus seven at home against Houston. And this one I don't think you feel as good about. It's not about, like, I think, like, Cincinnati's offense is so scary good in the last few weeks that I'm like, I could see it happening for sure. And, like, to your point about... The Bengals' defense kind of dialing it up against C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that makes all that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm just really, really rooting against it in my soul. But football-wise, I think I can see the logic kind of like doesn't bother me at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mostly going with they'll be at home. They're obviously rolling right now, and to me, the ba- the, the current Bengals are similar to to Baltimore, like on that level, and the Texans opened their season against Baltimore and lost 25 to nine. And then since then they've been competitive in pretty much every game. They lose to the Colts. They beat up on the Jaguars and the Steelers, both good wins. They lose to the Falcons. They beat the saints. They lose to the Panthers, which is still the bizarro one. And then they beat Tampa last week. And it's just, they just haven't seen that caliber of competition again, really uh, since that Baltimore game where a team's that good on both sides of the ball. So I think this is going to be one of those rookie struggle games where, where Lou Anarumo dials up a nice, nice set of defenses against Stroud and, and he has trouble while Burrow is just dicing them up on the other side of the ball. But 
I, I can't say I'm not nervous. Like with the way Stroud plays, this this is one where I'm like, oh, if the if the Bengals are up 14 at halftime, I'll I'll be at least a little nervous that that Stroud's going to be throwing some dimes in the second half. Yeah, that's I think in the what I'm looking at, that's down to six and a half now. But yeah, I it could go either way. If D'Amico Ryan's can figure out how to get that defense to play well against that the offense of Cincinnati, that's like cooking like this then yeah i'll be surprised but i mean he's been great this year so you know but Bengals at home yeah i i think it's a good pick all right let's let's skip down to to the next one i think it in order of which ones i like this is probably the one that i like the second most the dallas cowboys at home minus a nice fat 16 against the <laughs> new york giants and the aforementioned tommy devito <laughs> That one's even up to sixteen and a half right now. <laughs> the only obviously we there's one theme we get back to other picks every week, and that's the divisional fuckery. Yeah, that's true. But it is Tommy DeVito. In the words of Cousin Sal earlier this week when they were guessing the lines, he said, So let's see, we we won forty to nothing the first time, and now it's Tommy <laughs> DeVito, so I don't know, minus sixty. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of a revenge game too. That forty to nothing was like, that was that was like legitimately hilarious. The Giants, how how do you go from being a playoff? We had a playoff win. Yep, they sure what did. What? What are you one and eight? That sounds right. Let me take a look here. Got to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the DVO table because the Giants are now <laughs> dead last. That makes sense to me. They are they are two and seven. How'd they get two wins? Oh, they beat Washington. <laughs> hey, Washington's a better team than them by For sure. kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so right now in total DVOA, the Giants are dead last, 32nd place. Theirs is negative 46.5%. Yikes. The Panthers are in second to last at negative 33.1%. Holy shit. So that 13% 15, gap jumps Carolina all the way up to Denver. Boost. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they, yeah, they let it get away. That's really bad. He must he must just be a Joshy whisperer, not quite a head oh, coach guy. Yeah, yeah Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. So anyway, I'm pretty comfortable taking the Cowboys there. That's going to be. I mean, the, that's what the Cowboys have been doing all year. They beat the crap out of bad teams, and then they make very puzzling McCarthy decisions against good teams, like we saw again this past week. That yeah. Did you have a chance to watch that one live? Yeah, I need a refresher, but I did watch it, and I was, because we talked about it, and I was so confused. So my favorite moment from it was the Cowboys are down six, and they have the ball, and they're around their own 45, and Greg Olson, who I I really love the Olson-Burkhart combo in the booth, Greg Olson says, you've got to be moving quickly here in case you get stopped and you can get a field goal and then hope to get the ball back and get another field goal to tie. And as he's saying that, the Cowboys are handing the ball off up the middle and taking 25 seconds to get to the line for the next play. Perfect. <laughs> and sure enough, they just let the they just go ahead and let the clock run to the two minute warning. They take their sweet time. They end up needing a stop anyway because they don't score on that drive. They get the stop that they needed, <laughs> and they almost get themselves into position for a touchdown anyway. And guess what? 
you could have had two field goals. <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy, what a what a brilliant man. I will also celebrate when he gets fired for the record, but that'll probably be like ten years from now. So, yeah, they're so weird. I, I was uh, trying. I can't remember the exact, like, it was just a lot of questionable things that kind of happened at the end of the game where they had a chance and. Yeah, they definitely did. I mean, Philadelphia left the door open for him a couple times. Didn't they take a delay of game somehow? Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, well like... they had they had first and goal from the six. And by the end of it, I think they were going for it on fourth down from, like, the 35. <laughs> oh, yeah, that last play. I loved that last play. Yep, throw it short by a couple yards. You short, they don't even, which I'm like, I don't, you have, like, seven guys, whatever they did. They had, like, the six-guy line, which I hate. But it's like, if you want to do that, you have to have someone behind him to pitch the ball to. Yeah. Like, he's not yeah. going to get through six guys. <laughs> yeah, a little misdirection in there and and you got a pretty cool play <laughs> nope now nah, i don't need that i'm just gonna hope that he, squ- he squirms through all six of them yeah i'm just, oh, i hope cd lamp yeah exactly turns into like bruce lee or yeah something. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they should have they should have like buttered him up before the the play <laughs> you know <laughs> have him slipping off of him. <laughs> they should know what they should do instead of like they should do like a <laughs> I'm trying, could you like that'd probably be a you can't bat it forward that's like illegal touching. So I've actually wondered this because I've always liked the idea of the volleyball, the volleyball yeah, like attempt. Yeah, set. Yeah, I think I don't think you can do that actually. You couldn't that's... do it forward. You're right. I think yes. they would probably say that rule that as a. <sighs> I think they call it something. I think it's called batting or something. Like you can't. You just can't do it. But you could do it backwards. You could do it backwards. But then at that point, why not just do the Chris Carter, Randy Moss situation? Right. This is interesting. Now, now I want to dig into this a little bit. That's an interesting yeah. thought. I've always loved the volleyball idea. Like, what if you had, if you could just like, you know, punch it basically away from the the horde of people towards Boom. somebody else. I nailed that. That's exact. Oh, yeah. It should be the same. Yeah, it'd be the same as like batting when it's a fumble, right? That would make sense, it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bats or punch is a loose ball in the field of play towards the goal line. Yeah. Yeah. It be okay. Bad. Very nice. So they had thought of that one, but but backwards. I like this idea. So I, I think like throw it into the end zone, right, and then ha- to see if the guy can kind of can punch it backward towards the goal line, further across the field. But there was a hail mary that one when a, a guy tried to hit it into the ground, but just hit it straight in. Two guys I remember arms. that. Yep, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I feel good about the Cowboys covering sixteen there, and then the final one I have. And I, I kept looking at the rest of the lines because there's so much spite that's driving this one. But I have the Raiders plus two and a half at home against the Jets. Because why are the Jets favored? Why are the Jets favored anywhere? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the, the only way I think about this is that, I mean, if we're thinking about take special teams out, because I don't know enough about, I guess the Jets have a really, is the Jets have a really good punter. I guess I know that. Mm-hmm. If you take that out of it and you take a look at the offenses and defenses, there's literally only one good unit and the Jets. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And then, like and then the of course, how long does it. the new coach bump last, right? Is it, is it a one week bump from being free of the reign of Josh McDaniels Yeah. or do the Raiders come out just jazz as can be? And again, you know, throw the ball at Devonte Adams, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Max Crosby is just going to murder Zach Wilson. Yeah. So big time, I guess. It's going to be the Trevor Simeon show at some point. Oh, my God. Is he the backup there? (laughs) 
Oh, oh, sweet John. Yes. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Get that long neck guy in there. You can only get sacked eight times a game. So many games in a row. (laughs) You would think. (laughs) Wow, I didn't even realize. What am I? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's gonna be. So tell tell me this: Do you prefer Raiders plus two and a half at home against the Jets or? The Carolina Panthers plus three and a half on the road against the Bears. Oh. Because I was also stunned that the Tyson Bajant Bears were favored by three and a half, more than a field goal against anybody. This Panthers team is so hapless, though. So the Carolina Panthers are currently 31st in total DVA, like I said. The Chicago Bears just a little bit ahead of them in 29th. Or 29th. And I got to think a lot of that is because of the two Justin Fields games. Yeah, more than a field goal, I like. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, these are there's some. It's it's not great out here. Like maybe the Bears could be favored at home by three and a half against Tommy DeVito. Yes, that's about it. Yeah, are they saying that they'd be favored against Tommy DeVito by more? I I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that would be silly. That's like now I want to see that. I want to bet on that game. What, what What do you think I should go with for the fourth pick there? Do you think we should go with know, with uh, the Bears or the sorry the Panthers getting three and a half in Chicago instead of the the Raiders getting two and a half against the Jets? The only one that sticks out to me on this is uh, the Steelers minus three hosting the Packers. I think the Packers are dog shit. I kind of like that one too. And I am taking the Steelers in that pick. I can see why that offense is just so horrific. It's so bad. It's but so I think bad. Joe Barry is. We've covered this. I think he's a boob. Yep, he is. And if they can get it going against anyone, it'll be against him. Yeah. All right. Now I'm changing it. Final pick: Carolina Panthers plus three and a half. I like that one. In I Chicago. love it. That's good. <laughs> Getting that half point is just too tempting. That's to a me. good one. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it's a good thing. It's good for you. You're like, if you lose, at least maybe the Bears won. And yep. But yep. you, I, you don't want that. But it actually doesn't matter, right? Because you got their pick, either way. So that's cool. Yep. All right. I'm well, changing. I'm going to do one. the old Mike special on the Steelers. That's a good one. I do like that one. And like I said, I took I took the Steelers at three and a half. So getting them at three is, I think, a good, very good idea. Yeah. Ooh, it went down a half point. Yeah. I don't. I don't get that, man. I it's really, in Pittsburgh too. I mean that I that defense. T.J. Watt might eat Jordan Love alive. So there, it doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't know, man. If like they the Green Bay Packers defense did something good at all, like they're just like they go out there and they're ba- like they don't do anything. Yeah, like, they don't do you anything. Can just watch well. Najee run for like five and a half yards to carry all game long, and that'll be I the whole exact. Or it's like they'll stop that a few times and then get burned on like some stupid way in a way that they shouldn't like against pittsburgh it's like you see some of those pickings plays because you know like everyone's like well, we're gonna take away the run the stretch we're gonna take away the stretch from naji and the sh- quick game and we'll let warren get a couple dashes and make him throw to pickings down the sideline yep and it's like okay well sometimes that happens but it's like they're gonna lose on like bullshit like quick game stuff and like play action to like Friar Muth's replacement. A yeah. guy I don't even know. Their tight end will have 65 yards and a touchdown. Put that in the bank. Because <laughs> Joe Barry stinks. 
He's so bad. He's so bad. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you very much for joining Yaxi, and I will talk to you this weekend with the games on. Sounds good, man.